You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. <laughs> hey y'all. Welcome to Love Drop Podcast. I am Reese Ray. And I'm T. Um, this week we have two special guests with us. Guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Like, y'all didn't heard me before. I know y'all like, God damn. But, <laughs> but we do have an interesting conversation for today. And, you know, one of my partners in crime is here. And somebody who is making a return back to the network because she's been whooping cancer's ass. Bree is here, everybody. Hey, y'all. It's Bree. Um, Miss Bree on Twitter. Well, underscore. It's Miss Bree. Um, you know, I got my podcast, Mama Needs World. It will be making a return this Thursday, which is the fourth. Um, I appreciate y'all for hanging in there with me while I was taking some time off to recover. And I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Yes, Yay. we've been wanting you to come on the show for quite some time. Bree, one of my favorite people. Well, you all you ladies are, really. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just quick church announcements. Please be sure to check out all of the shows that we have across our regular feed, as well as the hashtag content that we provide on the Patreon. We um, also still encourage everyone to provide us with feedback. Um, you know, no one-star woes. We need some reviews, y'all, because we wouldn't mind reading them on the air. We wouldn't mind reading them on the air. So let us know how you guys are liking the show overall or specific episodes that you enjoyed or even specific guests that you've enjoyed. This conversation that we are going to have this evening comes from an, a conversation we had on another social media platform about Black women being told that they don't deserve or that we should just accept not even the bare minimum. I don't even know what's below bare minimum, but basically that's how we are perceived in not only society, but also in our own community with black men. Right. So um, society tells us women, uh, especially black women, what we need to do, what we have to do, uh, what is expected of us in order to obtain a mate, obtain a career, just obtain a life that society wants us to have. And in my opinion, it's not right because the way it's mapped out doesn't fit everyone individually. So that's why we brought our two guests with us so that we can speak more in depth on it. Um, me, I don't, I don't go with society standards. I, me and society, we ain't friends, we ain't associates, we ain't enemies, but I don't mess with society and the standards like that. I go against the grain. Um, professionally, you're supposed to look a certain way, um, you're supposed to act a certain way to uh, obtain certain positions, and you're still not getting paid what you're supposed to get paid, or you're still not where you are supposed to be. I just, I don't know. I don't like society in this standard. And then even on a personal level, um, I go against the grain with society because you're not going to tell me how I have to look, how I have to act, what I have to do in order to obtain a mate because 
there's something that I'm not. So why would somebody want to be with someone that's not themselves? That's a good point. And I wanted to speak specifically on what you said about, you know, professionally, career-wise. Um, for a long time, I was not myself in the workplace. And I mean, let's keep it 100. I'm not 100% myself in the workplace, and I'm never going to be because they don't deserve that side of me. But um, I think often of when I was first starting out, um, I worked in public health. I was first starting out my career. And I was in a call center, not even public health related. This call center was like, everybody was unprofessional. It was a mess. It was like pure cause and the drama. And I had an older black woman pull me to the side and tell me that, you know, my nails weren't professional because they were long. And I'm like, I took it to heart and I didn't wear long nails for the longest time. Like it was just like the past few years, I just got into that. So it's not even just society. It's our own people buying into the shit of what is quote unquote professional. When a lot of times those things align with white supremacy, like is it not professional for me to have long nails if it doesn't hinder me from doing my job? Or you just don't like to see another Black woman expressing herself in the way she wants to because you don't feel like you can do that? That's one of the main things that I hate is when they go with the, oh, how do you do this with your long nails? Or, or do you think your long nails are professional? I've always had long nails in any position that I've been in. Um, I worked at Wells Fargo uh, in the data center, which is basically like the headquarters of how stuff works uh, for their computer systems. And the men that would come in would like look at me and then like look at my nails and then like look at me again, but I know what I'm doing. So you judging me off of appearance and you don't even know what's in my head. I hate, and but like you said, um, our own people even do the same thing. How do you do anything with them long nails? The same way, the same way you do stuff with your short nails. Like there is no nothing stopping me. It's not hindering me. If it's hindering me, I would know and I would be able to, you know what I'm saying, do what I need to do. But just because you don't like it, because you were taught a certain thing, doesn't mean that it's not right. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with both of you. When I think about m most of my jobs that I've had and as far as my career, as far as me being a working adult was in care center environments. And thank God I'm not because whew, drama as Bree mentioned. But for me, I believe that dress codes are specifically made to stifle black people, specifically black women, because we can come to work wearing a pencil skirt, button up shirt and get pulled into the office either of our supervisor or manager or maybe even sometime HR. But then you have white women who come to work in exercise tights mm -hmm. and one, you know, all of these things. And we get penalized not only for the nails that we wear, how we wear our hair, what color we choose to wear our hair, we get penalized for being curvy. Yeah. That is very true. I worked at um a call center before and I wore a pencil skirt. I had a nice little blazer. I looked very professional, but I had someone in HR come to me and was like, hey, do you think that you can get your clothes a little looser? But Maggie over there with this lace top on, like she got a lingerie top on stuffed in some pants. Like, what's the difference? Because I'm, I'm dressed professionally. It's just a little tight showing off my curve as opposed to me walk around with lace and lingerie on. Yeah, even with that, Reese, like 
if you curvy, you curvy. Whether you wear something that flatters your figure or if you try to wear something loose, you're still going to see your curves. That is something that was an insecurity of mine from high school because I kept getting noticed. And I mean, I'm curvier now than I was in high school, but still, and I'll try to find the baggiest uniform pants and shirts. And one of my classmates was actually honest with me. And I'm surprised because, you know, boys at that, they ain't had no sense. He was like, it don't matter what you wear. We're going to see your figure. You can wear the baggiest pants you want. We still know what you look like. And so I was like, wow, I can't believe he actually said that to me. But dealing with those insecurities my whole entire life of being more developed than most of my peers growing up. And even with my, my friends group, I am typically either the tallest out of my friend group or I am the plus size friend out of all of them. And there's nothing wrong with that. My friends love my curves. They encourage me to not dress like a first lady. (laughs) But, (laughs) But still, it's just something that you still have to work through that trauma and even in the workplace. So not only are you being told about your nails, your hair, your clothing, But also we know as black women in the workplace, we have all the qualifications, whether it's a combination of work experience or education or one or the other, and then you get looked over for a less qualified white person. Mm -hmm. And that is such a slap in the face. And I, I don't mind sharing on the pod. I had applied for a job that I knew that I was qualified for and aligned with my educational background as well as my work experience. But I got the call yesterday to let me know that I did not get the job. And it may not have been something personal. I took it personal to where I was overanalyzing and picking apart myself. Like, well, maybe I wasn't qualified for this job or maybe I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And that's something that I had struggled with in my personal life. But also professionally, I was just tearing myself up yesterday And so, yes, I and I mentioned in pregame that this was the quickest that I was able to get through it, but I'm going to take time to grieve it. It's it's a loss of an opportunity. And so just like we grieve other things in our lives, I, I need to allot that space for myself to grieve it because even though I didn't feel like it in the moment, I am qualified and it has nothing to do with my education. It just has to do with my personality and my character as a woman. I know what I'm capable of doing, and maybe that position wasn't for me right now, and it might become available later on, or maybe it's not for me at all, and I need to move on to the next. But I'm going to take that time and allow that space for me to process it. Definitely take all the time that you need, because um, like you said, it might not be for you at this time, or that may not be the position for you, and something else better may come along. But definitely take the time that you need. Absolutely. That's like I'm the story of oh, being sorry. being being a black woman. Like even my current job, if I like I had to apply for this position four times because they made me feel unqualified the first three times when I knew I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm just not gonna allow you to shortchange me. I'm not gonna allow you to take this from me I know I'm qualified for the position you can't even make me believe I'm not just to be in this position with a bunch of people who 
do mediocre work at best sometimes and get away with it and get pats on the back because they have they have penises and those penises happen to be white so it's just it, it's a slap in the face honestly so I agree with Reese. like you know it's it really sucks you didn't get it and allow yourself time to process it but I wouldn't take it as a saying that I'm, you weren't good enough for the position it's just we have to sadly function in multiple facets of society as if we are the underdog and so it doesn't have anything to do with your qualifications has everything to do with the fact that you you're black and you're a woman so you got this though thank you i am i'm grateful for my i call my friends my foundation i call y'all my gems I thank y'all for being a support system. And it is something that we had have a conversation about on the pod because it happens way too often where someone, some black woman, we may feel like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't for me or maybe I'm not good enough. And especially if they can't provide you with feedback to let you know exactly why they selected someone over you, then it has everything to do with the fact that you are a black woman. Let's be real. But all of these conversations, we definitely wanted to, you know, bring to the pod because it's something that we may not always have the space or the time to talk about on social media. So that's why we're, we're, we're speaking about it now in our different experiences, you know, in the workplace and even in relationships. So even in relationships with ex- accepting below the bare minimum, for some women, is a learned behavior from our elders, whether it's from our aunts, our moms, our grandmoms, our cousins, whomever. And sometimes it just could be from the society that we live in that tells you, oh, you're a black woman. Oh, you don't deserve the best. Why would you want to be with somebody that's a CEO and you make minimum wage? And the way that white women are conditioned in life they're conditioned to marry for money, for security. But we, and there's nothing wrong with us being taught to marry for love, but at the same time, is he a provider? Is he going to add to my life? Is he going to be an equal partner for me in life and love? And a lot of black women don't get that. And we're, we're looked at differently if we say that I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to strive for more then we're told we're going to be lonely our, all, all our lives, and that's why you're single. But then that's just a self-drag when men say stuff like that because we would rather be single at that moment and truly get our lives together than to be with somebody like you. Mm-hmm. And see, I've been told, um, me personally, I've been told by two dudes, you're never going to find a man because you uh, hold yourself to a high standard. What am I supposed to do, lower myself? And me, I look at it as um, I've been a big girl all my life, like from little to I'm an, a full grown adult at this moment. So they expect big girls to have low self-esteem, accept anything that a man gives them because no man going to want you because of your size or even if you're pretty because you you pretty, but you're still a big girl. Um 
and me, my daddy didn't teach me that way. Like it's you gonna you get what you want. Don't let nobody put no standards on what you want. So if I want a man that's gonna love me and he gonna have this, that, and the other, that's what I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna put up with a man just to have a piece of a man. I don't want a piece of a man. Or just to say that I have a spouse, so I gotta deal with somebody verbally abusing me, physically abusing me, emotionally abusing me, and then he broke. No, this is not how this gonna work over here. And society makes it seems like you have to be uh, this homemaker, figure eight type woman that cooks, cleans, works just so she can have a man. I'm not with it. I, I this is me. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm not with it at all. I'm with you. I'm not with it either. I think that when people say shit like that or when you know it's expected of us it completely strips away our humanity so you're telling me the moment that I have a bad day the moment that I'm not at the capacity to cook dinner or clean or watch your children or do all of that then I'm no longer um I'm, I'm no longer able to or deserving of a partner that's crazy to me and like you know I want to pretend like you know I've always felt the way that I felt but that's not true because, I mean, it's so ingrained into our society. I honestly spent a lot of my 20s thinking, okay, I have to be this kind of woman. I have to do this and this and that, or else I'm never going to have a man. When I didn't realize men are not the goal, like Mm-mm. this, there's, I don't even, I'm not even making that there are some good men disclaimer because I just, I don't give a fuck. Like, honestly, I'll say this. Um, I am completely and and wholly able to take care of myself. I am completely and wholly a person within myself. I refuse to be with anyone who's not going to bring, you know, me as much joy as I bring myself. That's number one. So you look at a lot of these men running around who don't have themselves together as much. Black women are the most educated population most educated group. We have the most higher degrees. We're doing better. And it's so funny because I'm like, okay, so I'm going to lower myself and be with someone who doesn't have their shit together just to say I got somebody. What sense did that make? None at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None at all. And it is funny because um I see a meme that goes around and say, oh, she broke over him and she had six jobs, in, uh, six job interviews, 12 job offers. She got her degree. And it's like sometimes uh, women do like hold themselves back just to maintain that man. And you shouldn't have to. But right. in society beating at your door of this is what you need to do. This is what you want. Some people don't have the, I'm not going to say the mindset, but some people don't have the motivation to get out of this space. It's a really messed up space that I, I'm sorry that society puts on people because that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Society is the main factor of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Even just as we're discussing this, just even thinking about my 20s and a portion of my 30s. I was just happy just to have a man. So I was willing to put up with whatever they laid before me just to say that I had a man. And I can't even, 
and I will say that the older women in my family do hold high, hold men in a high regard, but mm -hmm. I don't really have a lot of successful marriages in my family to glean from. Most of my aunts and great aunts were never married. They have children, of course. I have a whole bunch of first, second, and third cousins. However, they were never married, but they still, to this day, hold men in high regard. And so, therefore, I was holding men in high regard, where I felt like, how Brie had mentioned, I had to be this perfect version of myself that was unauthentic because it wasn't true to who I was as a person. And a lot of it has to do, even if you grew up in a religious background, that has a lot to do with it too, with it too mm -hmm. being a good girl. You know, you can't do this or you can't do that if you want to get a husband. And that's mm -hmm. not the case. Just do what you know and feel is right. Especially if you're an adult living in your own hospital, your own bills, do what you know is right and well for you to do. So naturally, if I've decided to leave these relationships and then I'm no longer coupled with anyone, then you have people who know you. They feel that you haven't moved on because they don't see you with somebody physically in a relationship, but they may see the person that you previously dated has fully moved on with their life. And I'm like, okay, so in order for me to be happy, to be whole, to be secure, to be at peace, I have to physically show you that I'm with a new person. Like, y'all don't have any faith in me as a woman to say, you know what, Tia doing her thing. She doing her thing. She has moved on. She did the work. She's at peace. You know what? She's going to be all right. No, y'all look at me like, all right, she ain't got no man. So she must either still be not over the last person that she dated or she just bitter overall. And men always staying in women's business from our okay. hair, our nails, our shoes, our purses, and even the men, and always want to gaslight us and tell us to choose better men when y'all can just be better men. And that's, that's really what one. it is. You know, a lot of when you begin to recount your experiences with men, it automatically becomes, oh, well, why you ain't choose better? Why you ain't this? Why you ain't that? I'm like, dog, if you're asking me all this, the question should be, why aren't men better? But the question, the, the, like, I'm getting, like, I get so angry about this subject because it's like, I live this every day, right? I, um, I'm just going to tell you my personal situation. My fiance is a great man. Uh, we met in 2018. When we met, I had two children. He had two children. We combined our households. We had four children. Now, when people would ask me about my, my situation, I'd be like, yeah, you know, my fiance is great. It would become, oh my gosh, you know, well, how is he with the kids? You know, I'm like, my children, he had two children, just like I had two children, but it's automatically expected that I accept his kids, but he not accept mine. Or when I say, you know, I'm not responsible for that, or I don't pay for that, or they'll, oh, oh my gosh, like, well, what do you do? Why is it your business? Our bills are paid. Like, I don't ask anybody for help. He don't ask nobody for help. But it's this, this thing where it's like, I'm black, I've got, you know, children by two different fathers, you know, I don't make the most money, I'm fat, and then it's like, well, what did you do to deserve such a great man? Bitch, I'm me, like, what do you mean? Like, what, what else do mm -hmm. I need to do to have deserved somebody like that? And it's like, what did he do to deserve me? It's the real question, 
Because we all know that in relationships, women take on so much more than men will ever take on, you know? And that's just the natural order of things. Like that's how society deems it. Even though, you know, my relationship is pretty balanced. I don't gain anything by being with him other than love. I don't understand whether it's this thought of, you know, I'm cashing out or, you know, where does all this come from? And it's like, if you really want to be real about it, this is not to shade anybody. But Black men, it's only a very certain percentage of Black men that have the take-home pay to really be gold dug upon. So, and that's that systematic racism. It's all them reasons, but it is what it is, baby. Like, the main men having these conversations about being afraid somebody's in it for their money do not make the money that they think they make. And okay, it's always disgusting to me. And, you know... Um, I'm sorry, one more thing, you know, on Twitter, I get really riled up. I start talking about this, you know, and I told, you know, my fiance, I'm like, you know, we, they had the trophy wife discussion a couple of weeks ago. And this man was like, you know, I want a trophy wife. She's going to cook. She's going to clean. And I was reading the tweet to my fiance. He was like, he has no idea what a trophy wife is because he doesn't have trophy money. And I was like, well, there it is. Like, you don't even understand the concept of what you're asking for. Man, that is so true. Like you said, what do what do you get out of that love? And that's what that's how it's supposed to be. It should be nothing else, nothing more. That's how it's supposed to be. And people don't seem to understand that because, like I said, society teaches them it should be this, that, that, this, that, that. No, it shouldn't. And that's I love to hear that. Like every time you talk about y'all, y'all love story, because that's what I call. It. I love to hear it. Well, I appreciate that because I almost feel like, you know, I I really regarded our love story very highly. And I always tell people like, I'm, you know, especially in the beginning, I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate to be with him. And, and he had to look at me and be like, you know, I don't, I, I appreciate the gratefulness, but us being in a relationship was me entering into the agreement that I am going to take care of you. Like you are my family. If I want to be treated as, you know, uh, if I want to be treated a certain way, I have to act a certain way. And the certain way that I act is making sure that you don't want for anything. And, you know, people are always like, oh, your man, you know, you shouldn't want this and you shouldn't want that. I'll say this, any man who really fuck with you, whether he made $10 or $100 million is going to show you that. Mm -hmm. If you begging from pillar to post, and you begging for attention, affection, money, whatever, then they don't fuck with you like that. And that's fine. But you need to make that realization because men will keep you around forever doing the bare ass minimum. And I, I don't want to say because you let them, but baby, it's because you let them. You know, if you don't have the value upon yourself to walk away from those situations and completely cut ties because you think you can re- rehabilitate somebody or teach somebody how to treat you the way that you should be treated, that shit has to be in you. There's two different types of men. And I, I stick to this. Like you tell a man you got a situation, you need some help or whatever. It is the, oh, damn, that's fucked up. Let me know how you work that out. And, oh, okay, let's work together to see how we can figure this out. And I never want to be with a damn that's fucked up ass man, ever. That's true. Facts. That yes. is true. Facts. And y'all, like, and I think people misconstrue somebody that's a, pri- a provider with somebody that's rich you don't have to be rich to be a mm-hmm. provider you sure don't. a lot of y'all don't a lot of y'all don't even know what a provider is that's the craziest part about it you can have somebody that's hard working and they come home and they take care of business and not just with the bills but with everything else 
I don't know. I feel, I don't feel sorry for it. I hope a lot of women learn that they deserve a provider, not just a nigga that's going to pay bills or spend money, but somebody that's going to take care of them full circle, like your mental, your physical, the house, the bills, the kids, mm-hmm. like full circle. Cause it's a lot of men who pay bills and treat their women like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we have to start making a distinction we see it all the time. We see it with these, we see it with actual trophy wives and trophy girlfriends. They be fucking miserable and it looks good on paper. Cause yeah, shit, who, who don't want somebody that's willing to drop 10, $15,000 on some materialistic bullshit. But what good is that? If that person is taking 10, $15,000 worth of your piece away from you with their behavior and they bullshit. Like, you don't have to settle for one or the other. You don't have to be like, well, at least he paying bills. No, he could pay bills and he could bring his own, his ass home and cook when he don't feel like cooking. He could do some laundry. He can make sure the kid's doing homework and get a bath before bed. You don't have to take one or the other. You don't have to settle for no bare minimum ass man. Like, I, that's the one thing I want Black women, because I don't care about other women. I, that's what mm-hmm. I want Black women to know you don't have to settle for one piece of the puzzle. It's not a complete puzzle if you only got certain pieces. That's, that's true. You see so many wives that are um, single mothers. You married, but you're a single mother because you got to still do everything and then take care of this man and his needs too. So that's definitely true. Not just on the financial part. He needs to be able to handle you. See when you tired and you not have to tell him. He knows. This reminds me like (laughs) you know the conversation that pops up every now and again on social media and it's like a video or something and like the mom knows everything about the kids. Their allergies, (laughs) who their pediatrician is and the father just don't barely know their birthday. Like and it's that always, is what some women settle for and, and put up a conversation with. like, oh, but I'm still a good father. I'm how are you a good father if you don't know the basics of caretaking for your child? Please, can we talk about it? I and also go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Tia. This this just reminds me of how people want to make all these colorful memes or whatever be his peace how can I be his peace if he's not providing a peaceful household for me a peaceful life for me he's not making it easier for me when you should want to be her peace she's dealing with the weight of the world on her shoulders because you're not stepping up and doing what you need to do outside of financial responsibility how about that so when I see women like I ain't gonna be his peace he can find it in somebody else but he ain't gonna find it in me how about you be that woman's peace in your life can you add into that stress? And I really hate when I hear men say, oh, you know, we've been through a lot. To me, that's just cold for you was out there cheating. You was out okay. there cheating. <laughs> and it's, it's, there's nothing beautiful in that story. I'm sorry. When I see posts like that, I'm not going to like you. I'm just keep scrolling because it's a mess. It certainly is. It's definitely I am. Have gotten to the point where I really don't care about people's opinions on what Black women do or don't 
deserve because nine times out of 10, it's, it's not equitable. Like it means us no, no good. And so I, I pretty much grow past most men's opinion when it comes to black women, romance, relationship, um, non-black women and shit, even a lot of black women, because they just are so steeped in misogyny and anti-blackness that you would just spend all of your free time on the internet mad if you took the things that people say and you internalized it. No, fuck all of that. I don't care about being fat. I don't care about being dark skin. I don't care about having natural hair. I don't care if I don't feel like wearing no makeup. I don't care if some days I don't feel like having sex, if I don't feel like doing laundry, cooking, cleaning, nothing. My my man still love me and that's just what it is. So all that um, step for wife bullshit that people be talking on there, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in that shit. It's a, it's a whole lot of women who ain't have to do shit to exist and they happy as hell. They could they breathe and, and men want them and love them and take care of them. So it's like you breaking your back and you getting a bare minimum from somebody. I'll be late for that. For real. Well, there it goes. I'll be super like, late for that. I think that the thing that had me feeling like the biggest dummy, I used to be jealous of the women who had that kind of power until I realized every woman has that kind of power. Um, And it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I started harnessing that power. Like, you are valuable. If you weren't valuable, you know, people wouldn't be jockeying you. Like, and I don't say men, I mean people, because men are pretty much, you know, they're going to go for whoever who's going for them. But like, you have to put yourself, you have to treat yourself in the highest regards. Like, because I'm telling you, it's always a mess because you're sitting here selling yourself short, wanting the bare minimum when there's somebody out there willing to give you everything, literally everything. And wants you for who you are, wants you where you are. You don't have to do all these backflips and this, this performance of womanhood and femininity, you know, to be accepted. And it's, it's almost sad because the women who do that, you know, end up in situations and relationships, then something happens, you know, you can't be that person. Your man gone. Because he was never with you. He was with the image mm-hmm. that he thought, you know, that that he was with the image that he had of you. And, you know, being being sick really taught me that. Like, I work for um, a, a cancer study, like in my profession, which is ironic. But um, we ran a study of how many partners stay with their wife um, when they have a breast cancer diagnosis. And it was, it was uh, 60% of men leave their situation. Because caretaking for a woman or caretaking for your partner is too excruciating for men to deal with. And I have to think it's because you didn't, you've been taking care of that man, your whole relationship. Now the table turn where you need to help is too much. It's entirely too much for them to handle. Hmm. Cause just think about like, and that's true because if you think about, um, how many of our elders we've seen take care of their elderly husband? I I I can't count on my hand how many elderly men I've seen take care of their wife and stay by them through the whole thing. They may start off, but to like to the finish line, I haven't seen that. This is me. I have 
Argentina either. And, you know, whether they check out or how many stories have we seen where it's like, oh, I cheated because she wasn't able to fulfill X, Y, and Z. Like that's a valid reason for cheating. You know, it, it's almost sad because especially black women, there's so much on our back, you know, and what I hate seeing is these posts from black women. I have two jobs. I take care of my kids with no help. I'm like, baby, why? Mm-hmm. Why? That's not a flex. That makes me sad because you're going to burn yourself out. Quick. Because you're not taking no time for yourself. Right. It's, mm-hmm. And it's okay to brag on being independent. But please don't think that that's the way society was set up and made for you not to have a helpmate. Like, even if the helpmate ends up being your homegirl or somebody you can raise your kids with, like, I don't want Black women burning out and that these two ideas be hand in hand. This whole, you know, Black women don't deserve shit and then the Black women super, superwoman shit. It's like, I want us to start turning around, turning our back on those stereotypes. I'm not superwoman. I do need help. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I can do things myself, but why? Why do it all myself? That's a great point, Brie. That is definitely something that Black women are labeled as, and even some men who may have been raised by a single mom or just in general how they feel about their significant other and or spouse. They feel like, oh, she's superwoman, and we're not. We don't want to be strong all the time. We want to be held, you know, we want to be handled gently, We want to be fragile. We want to be soft. We don't want to always be strong. And even when it comes to independence, it is not because we feel that we don't need a man, but the way that we were raised by either two parents or our moms, or even some people who've been raised by their fathers, we were raised to be independent so that we don't solely rely on someone to do everything for us. So it's more so not about independence, but being self-sufficient. And so when I see other adults who are not self-sufficient and expect people to fall into those stereotypes of gender roles, I just feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them that they didn't have that opportunity to get it together. But now what's your problem? Because if you don't want to, you know, upkeep home, you can pay somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to cook on Pinterest, on YouTube. On Twitter, on TikTok, there's so many (laughs) different ways for you to learn how to be a self-sufficient adult. So there's really no excuse. And even (laughs) with men who love to gaslight us, especially Black women, about uh, the conversation, we won't give them too much because this is Women History Month and we really don't care about men like that. Not really. But (laughs) there was this video circulating about men not having a safe space to emote, to express their feelings. But when we as their partners have asked them, let me know how you feel, they always are so standoffish. But now you're telling us that we haven't created those opportunities and spaces for you. Like, homie, you need therapy for real. And that's not just a way to dismiss you, but you need to unpack some things with the professional. And your partner is not a professional to do so. Yes, we can hear what you have to say, But for the most part, we're going to lead you right back to a licensed professional who is an expert in that area. 
because that's not our burden to bear anymore. And it's I will throw not. some shit back in your face if you confide in me in this stupid. I'm sorry. Like men spend a lot of time gaslighting their partners, and when they when they women snap back, they feign innocence. Like yeah. men will be like, "What's the meanest thing a woman ever said to you? How many times did a woman throw some?" information back in your face after you asked her to be vulnerable and it's like you tell the whole story talk about how she caught you cheating talk about how she can't depend on you to keep your word when you're supposed to you know what i'm saying tell tell the conversation no paint a a full picture are very one-sided you're absolutely right yeah paint paint the full picture and let me tell y'all something else a lot of men like to sit on the internet and different social media platforms and talk about how black women don't know how to be wives. Please don't talk to me about how black women don't know how to be wives while you carry your mom's last name. You have not seen a wife. And you ain't wife. You were not raised by a wife. You don't know how to be a husband. Your father left. You are a product of a single parent household. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because honestly, that is the norm for a lot of us. But one thing I do not do, have never done, and will never do is sit around and talk about how men don't know how to be husbands. Should a lot of a lot of us don't know how to be spouses. We have we are not accustomed to seeing healthy functional relationships. We are products of broken homes and that's okay. But we can unlearn and learn healthier ways. But sitting up telling black women they don't know how to be wives and shit. Have that conversation with your mom first. And please. the therapist second. Yeah. Please do that. Please, <laughs> please keep that out of your mouth. That's not a conversation to be had now nor never. Like it, it's stupid to me because there's a lot of wives that just don't even know how to be wives because they've been socialized to be nothing more than domesticated cook, cooks, chefs, cleaners, you know, maids, babysitters, and so on and so forth with a ring on their finger. Mm-hmm. So please, please, like, please, please leave black women alone. I, 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 I'm not even asking. I'm telling you, leave us alone. Because I will continue to hurt men's feelings. I will continue to bring up the fact that y'all say a lot of stupid shit and you've not even seen or been a part of the healthy relationships that you accuse Black women of not knowing how to be in. Y'all don't even like to go to therapy. So just shut up. Thank you. And they find any and every opportunity to continue to try to put down black women, even with whoever this new person who's supposed to be a relationship expert, twice divorced. I don't even know his name, but I saw him with a fanny pack across his chest in one picture. You mean to do that? Oh, like $30,000 in back child support that time? Might be. Is his name Kevin? Kevin Samuels? Yeah. 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 And high value men and, and like what are y'all for real men really are feeding into that and feel that oh under the guise of he's keeping it real there's a difference and a fine line between keeping it real with someone and being flat out rude and ignorant and you should not feel comfortable speaking to a woman in that way to tell them oh you're not pretty enough to want a man like that or you're not good enough to want a man like that how dare you who are you 
I just like women to stop listening to these dudes, like really stop listening to men in general. Like who, this is, who gave him the authority? Who exactly gave him the authority to start telling people they weren't worth, they weren't high value women or men are high value men or who should want you? Because honest to God, if a man wants you, he's gonna want you. And I don't even like, well, stop, well, stop coming to this man, man with stuff like this. Stop letting other outside people validate you. Yeah, I I, I can't get with him. Um, one, he looks gay, so I can't I can't take that you've been with a woman, so you don't know what it's like to be with a woman. That's number one. That's probably me um, stereotyping him, but oh well, who cares? Um, Two, how are you going to tell somebody just because of a money factor? That's your problem because I could, there's plenty of millionaires that don't walk around here looking like they're millionaires, but right. whatever. I just don't rock with the dude. I don't really listen to nothing he got to say. say one, um, he, he got, got with the one lady, lady and, and she said, well, well, I don't want to be with a man that doesn't have this, that, and other. He's like, what do you have? Yeah. yeah, that doesn't. Her standards on stuff shouldn't factor what she don't and don't want. I don't. I don't rock with the dude. I ain't got nothing. I don't got like I said. I can't take him serious because he look um, zesty. You you don't look like you like women, so you shouldn't be. My thing is you shouldn't try to give advice when they don't even look like this your life. But this mean. is the thing, but, right? I he like some because he he thirty thousand dollars in in back child support and even right. you know what's crazy dang he for real? he just don't yep like he just don't mm-hmm. like women black women and I think that's mm-hmm. the thing like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even attribute it to him even if he was gay because a lot of black gay men love black women they mm-hmm. they stand up for us they go hard for us. These straight black men are a different type of monster in how they deal with and treat with black women. And it is very scary. It's very scary. Even ones who have been raised by both parents, even ones who have been raised by single black mothers, the amount of disdain that straight black men tend to have for women is very scary. And it's it's all coming from a place of wanting to be accepted by non, non-black people. Mm-hmm. like you would throw your own under the bus to have a seat at the table with people who will never see you as human you better talk that is the scariest <laughs> you part. better talk that's and the that's scariest true, part of all of it Mm-mm. that's true you you see a lot of um black men talk down on black women but will go and sit at the feet of people who think you're the scum of the earth because of the color of your skin. So, yeah, you, you ain't telling no lies about that, Ken, but you definitely didn't tell no lies about that. And the thing that, one of the things that, well, I won't say it, it bothers me as much as it did before when I just learned just everything doesn't require a response. What sometimes annoys me is that In addition to gaslighting black women, they like to rile you up. Oh, that's why we going to white women. 
or mm-hmm. white women out here winning or, you know, wanting to be with a, a non-black Latina. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, date who you want to date. I don't have an issue with that, with any type of preference that you have for dating outside of your race. However, you don't need to put black women down in the same breath to uplift another woman who is going to look like a banana after 30 anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that it more so annoys me, but I no longer respond to it. And I see people trying to respond to it and people like stop trying to educate these people who already got their minds made up. They don't care. And we've learned that people like to troll on purpose because it gets them attention. They feel like all press is good press, whether it's bad or good. So you just got to leave a lot of these people in the dust and just not pay Um, any attention. You're absolutely right. And I'd like to extend that to some black women as well. Like some women are so deep in the patriarchy and, and trying to be quote unquote, good girls, let them behind, leave them behind because there are a lot of women out here. There are a lot of black women out here that will completely throw you under the butt. If it means that they can smile in some black man's face. And that's not the energy I want to be around anyway. You just spoke a word, Brie. You, <laughs> you just spoke a word. And that's true. Like, they would literally throw you under a bus for the attention of a man that means them no good. Yeah, They would treat them how you, they're treating you, or worse, just for the attention, because they're not used to the attention. That's, that's one thing. Two, is you can't possibly think that make, throwing the dirt on somebody else makes you look better. Because you have dirt too. It just hasn't been thrown on you yet. That reminds me, Reese and Brie, uh, this tweet, I've seen various different uh, variations of it about if you post a tweet or a post or whatever like that and men or a man agrees with you, delete it, baby. Because you're on the <laughs> wrong side of history when you got a man that actually is agreeing with you with what you're saying. You did something wrong. You got to recap. Absolutely. You know, and I, I literally just unfollowed somebody, um, a black woman. And I, she had this thing like send a black man money for lunch or whatever. And I'm like, dog, we make less money than everybody else. Literally. You want us to send random black men money for lunch for what? And she went off on the tirade for days. Oh, black men are so deserving of this, deserving of that. Black men love us. We love you. I just want everybody to know that I love black men. Girl, them niggas is talking about how fat you were in the comments. Like, literally. Literally pay for for somebody. (laughs) I I think I know what you're talking about. I I never followed her, but I think I probably just blocked her off of GP. I was so tired of her here spilling that same rhetoric. Black men are very loved. Please don't let anybody tell you any different. They love by their mama when they still living with them when they fucking 35. They love by their baby mama who's still taking care of their kids with no help and still letting him come slide to and fuck and, mm-hmm. and be back and behind on child support. They love mm-hmm. by a lot of people. They are to- they're not even tolerated. They're accepted and they're welcome exactly where they're at. It's black women that need the type of love that y'all think black men do. That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to, Bree. And I hate, I don't know who started it. Me started out as a troll or whatever about saying that, oh, well, black women don't want to be with us unless we can do something for them financially. When we couple with 
black men when they are at their lowest and they broke. Well, maybe not I anymore. Mean, but for historically, we'll no. be with you down in the trenches. You are absolutely right. Um, it's never going to stop being a thing as long as black women out earn black men. You know, it's it's a thing. You know, a lot of women are succumb to the pressure of needing or wanting to feel like they're whole by getting married. You marry someone who cannot financially. And, you know, my thing is not even take care of, cannot stand next to you financially. And that person becomes a liability and not an asset. You can absolutely be with somebody making more money than you and be happy, right? But if they don't have the same growth mindset as you do, you're going to be miserable because you're going to be paying for his mistakes, paying for his children. I'm in a stepmom group. How many stepmoms be complaining? Oh, they took our tax money this year because he owes back child support or they're offsetting his paycheck. Now he can't contribute to my household because he has back child support or he owes this and he owes that. Baby, I don't want to be a part of that. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with me saying, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't subscribe to that. I don't want to be with anybody whose responsibilities outside of the home supersede the responsibilities they have inside the home. There's nothing wrong with that. That the, the thing that's wrong is that people have made black women feel wrong for saying, hey, I don't want to date somebody with kids if I don't have kids, or even if I do have kids. I don't want to date somebody who is not, you know, college educated like me. I don't want to date somebody who's not making, you know, the same amount that I'm making because black women know in our heads and our hearts, and we've all been in situations where that love asset becomes a financial liability. That is true. And like you said, you see so many. I, like I said, I don't want a piece of a man and women settle for a piece of a man, then you have to put up because the same stuff that we're, we will put up with, well not we, but black women will put up with with a the man they couldn't they wouldn't dare put it, put up with it if it was coming from a woman especially a black woman let, let a black woman get pregnant and have a baby with another man that man not sticking around let, let her go and have an affair with somebody he, he gonna, that's going to be on his head for the rest of his life he going to carry it with him yep. for the rest of his life and every woman that he comes across is going to have that same profile that the woman who did him wrong but women are supposed to let it go it happened let it go get over it not every man is the same they couldn't dare, they wouldn't dare from- handle they couldn't dare handle the, the stuff that they want to th- uh, put on you and portray. Couldn't dare handle it. They'll fold in the minute. Yeah, that comes from the whole you don't deserve shit thing. How dare you? You asking for too much. I'm not asking for nothing. I'm asking for what I'm supposed to have, what I deserve. Right, not just as a, a a woman, but as a human. That part. And I, where do we get the concept that we're asking? You come into my life when I'm minding my business. I tell you what my standards are, and I'm asking for too much. I didn't even fucking ask. This is what I. You could have left me to fuck alone. Okay. Could <laughs> You could have left me to fuck alone. That's what you could have did. If I'm asking for too much, but hey. It's just me. I, 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 I'm all about going against the, the standard, the society standards, professionally, 
personally and my love life, even as a parent, I go against because I'm all for breaking generational curses. But but not I it's just, it's not gonna be at the expense of me breaking my back. I tell you that. That well, part. No. Hmm. That that's we either the part gonna do too. it together or I'm gonna be by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. The only way that we're ever going to get past this is if we see more Black women being loved out loud. I challenge you to be a part to reset the standard. Black women definitely need to be loved out loud in all aspects. They need to receive the same type of acknowledgement at work, the same type of acknowledgement in the relationship, just the same type of acknowledgement, period. Because we'll mm-hmm. see a woman going all out for a man. We'll see a man going all out for a woman, but when a woman do it, oh, well, there's, women don't do that all the time. They probably do. The woman that you expect them to do it just probably don't like it. Ooh. And she probably got a reason. But That's the truth, Reese. Well, yeah. That's, that's, that's how I feel, <laughs> feel about that because if a woman really likes you, she's going to show you and nine times out of ten she's not having to jump through hoops just for her to show you because you've already been showing her how you feel about her so you know kind of balance the skill there yes and even with what Bree was saying it's definitely a lot of unlearning that we have to do it may even require some professional work in addition to us doing the work as well and I just think about how I had to unlearn a lot of things. I'm still unlearning a lot of things in life as well as in love, where before I would say, okay, well, I'll do a two for 20 or, um, you know, I don't ask for much. No, I should be asking for everything. As a matter of fact, I shouldn't even have to ask. You should just want to do these things for me because I deserve it. Because we as women, we definitely show our partners love we go above and beyond for them and we need that in return and we should get that in return without asking. And maybe sometimes we might say a suggestion about it, but it shouldn't be something we have to beg and plead mm-hmm. for. We definitely deserve to be loved out loud. We deserve to be handled gently. We deserve to have that space just to be fragile, not weak, but just be fragile and handled with care. We deserve all of that. We definitely deserve to be vulnerable because uh, the model for Black women is Black women are strong. I want to be vulnerable sometimes, too. I don't want to be strong all the time. I I want to be soft. And um, another thing is the the church brings up what a woman should be and how a woman should love a man. But if that man is not open to be loved, you you can't show him nothing. You can show him all the love you want to, but if he's not open to be loved because of X, Y, and Z or whatever, it's useless. That's why I say that whole standard stuff, just how uh, Black women are, oh, they should know how to love, this is how you should love a man, or this is what you should be for a man. The Black man needs the same thing for him, too. Need the same thing for him, too. That's just how I feel about it. These niggas need counseling. Yes, don't seek a therapist. It's it's okay to see a therapist. There's nothing wrong with it at all. 
it's just like well like like i've said in previous episodes they don't go to the doctor so going to see a therapist is right up there with it most black men don't go see a doctor so them seeking the therapist to heal their past trauma yeah no, they just, like want to, they just want us to continue to do the emotional labor for them and be their therapist for free. Yeah, and when you can't handle it, they go to the next woman that don't know that they got a whole lot of BS behind it. Right? Yeah. It's just a little much. I just don't want to be the person, like, I, I want to divorce myself completely from you thinking that I am obligated to deal with your bullshit. That as a whole woman, I don't deserve a whole man. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I feel like no woman deserves a piece of a man at all. I I, I don't want a piece of a man because I'm not gonna. If we're together, I'm not gonna give you half of me. I don't know. I just and I hope the women listening because it's not really. I mean, I hope men take something from it, but this is really a conversation for Black women to say you are not anybody's bare minimum. No. Somebody coming to your table, they come in, make them come correct. Don't let nobody give you a, a piece of them. Don't let anybody make you second guess yourself about who you are, what you are, and and what you have accomplished outside of them. Because people, you know, men do gaslight women in that way. They really do. Like we mm-hmm. you have men who like have not accomplished much of anything, and they'll be sitting up asking a woman well okay so what do you what you got besides a college degree a good job your own place a car <laughs> no kids and good health <laughs> huh? that list ran off their list quick <laughs> like what else you got besides that no what else do you have besides that is the question and sometimes they don't be having that but hey hey you see people <laughs> we've seen people live in a garage on an air mattress and they say hey would you would you still date a guy like this no no absolutely this garage not. not even insulated and like okay if you just starting out maybe on an air mattress but not something long term why are you still sleeping with an air mattress the air mattress got tape covering holes in it and everything come on now you gotta do better you have to do better because like I said, if we if a woman came with that same, if they made that same type of mean, would you date a woman and um lived in a garage with an air mattress? Dude's gonna be like, no. They they gonna wanna hit, but as a relationship, no. As a relationship, no. No, and that's and that's facts. And men will tell you, like, again, when men when men start to list off things they love about a woman. It'd be like, oh, because she can cook. Oh, her house clean. Oh, Mm -hmm. when I go over there, it's decorated nice. She got the candles lit. And they'd turn around and be like, well, okay, maybe I am 41 and just starting out. But at least I'm trying. Trying One thing I noticed about men and women that's totally different, men don't dabble in um, potential. Mm-mm. they don't either you got mm. it for a man or you don't they don't dibble and dabble in potential and let me be clear a man fucking you don't mean he fucking with you there you go yeah. 
men do not dabble in potential. If a woman don't got her shit together, she'll become nothing more than a nut to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pussy good, the mouth good, she freaky, you know what I'm saying? And then they'll go, they'll go and marry the woman that they really think is the cast me out, even if she don't even suck his dick good. Mm, say that. Well, but she's checking every other box it. for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like as women, we got to stop dabbling in potential and stop letting mm-hmm. society make us believe like we have soul ties because we have an orgasm with somebody. I'm not connected to you, nigga. It's just a what moment of feeling good. We had <laughs> and, sex and, then, and it was decent. Thank you so much. I'm about to go home. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> that it. I'm, it. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We might have we let the air out your air mattress, but trust and believe. I don't like you. I don't want you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see I don't see potential in no man with an air mattress. I, I see a good time. That's it. You And it's okay. So mm, stop dabbling in potential, ladies. I don't like that. This is also goes back to the conversation that we had in the beginning of the year about mm-hmm. our intentions for professional um, lives as well as personal lives. And Reese said, I can't do nothing with potential. Nothing and, at all. And we all as women, ha- well, not all women, I don't care. Black women, as black women specifically, we have to stop dabbling in potential when it comes to our partners. And for any younger women who come behind us, that wouldn't mind having someone like us as a young auntie mentor, you know, mother-like figure or whatever the case may be. If they're willing to, we can teach them the way to go so they don't have to endure bullshit as they continue to grow older in life. That's true. And as women, like, it's like, oh, well, you can't get a man. Oh, any To me, any woman can get a man. But if you willing to lower your standards, you're going to get any kind of man. You're going to get a piece of man. So that's not what you want in the long term. Yeah, he may be fun for now, but that potential ain't going to get him nowhere. Not in my eyes, no way, because I'm not dealing with no more potential. Let's be completely honest. We're talking about potential. We're in our 30s. Where do you think this potential is going to magically come from? Okay. Yeah. If if by a certain point you don't have it, you really never gonna have it as a mm-hmm. and I mean some people get themselves together later in life, but I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not trying to figure out how much later in life you're gonna be before you ready to shit or get off the pot. Right. I'm not about to figure it out. And again, not asking for a millionaire, let's be realistic. Most women won't marry a millionaire. But you can definitely marry a man who knows how to provide, who knows how to take care of your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, and give you the things that you desire, not not things he feels you deserve. So, and it don't have to be when he 50 or 60 and he then um, dragged a million other women through the mud. Now he ready to be the one you need. You can take a pass on all of that. That is true. You don't have to be bothered with any of that. Because potential ain't going to get you nowhere, buddy. At all. At all. You're going to be potentially pissed off all the time. Potentially in a bad mood. 
potentially not moving forward, potentially in some BS. Exactly. <laughs> Potential ain't gonna do it. Potentially on the hook for some other niggas bullshit. Okay. See. Potential potentially playing paying this nigga debts. <laughs> well, Potential ain't gonna do the it. Way the, the way they was reacting, like Bree said, in the marriage groups when they um husbands and partners was getting their goddamn um stimulus checks snatched for back child support. I was well, like, ooh. The ghetto. <laughs> Shout the out ghetto. to the women who who got who got a little bit of the money back that they are owed. But um Shout out to me. That should be <laughs> shout out to Bray, baby and you know what's hilarious you know you're not expecting that at all and then all of a sudden you got somebody else to send you a check in your account you ain't mad Mm-mm. Mm-mm. can't stop mm. won't stop <laughs> hey why do the dance over here though <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna my shoulders too <laughs> yeah you gotta do do the dance with it yeah Mm-mm. so i mean i i hope that you know you ladies are are listening and taking what we say in heart because we've been through it like we i'm not telling you some shit i ain't never been through i've i've dabbled in potential and it just it it wasn't worth it Mm-mm. it just was not worth it potential so. is a headache mm-hmm a headache that you don't don't need. Women are already stressed out. You don't need to add more to it. And I've taken so many financial L's. I know, y'all. Some financial L's with potential. So if anything, you learn something from me, don't settle for potential and don't be stupid. Especially when it comes to your finances. Ladies, just don't do that. Like, yeah. let's bring back men being too embarrassed to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm with that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we're going to go ahead let's bring, and wrap let's up. Let's bring this back episode. me and struggling and leaving us alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let them be on the struggle bus by themselves. Yeah, all for public shaming. All for public shaming. How dare you ask me for money? So yeah, we, we got to bring that back. We got to make you be publicly ashamed. To ask women for money, well, you don't go they, out and get and get to getting. It is it's it's crack to be sold still in twenty twenty one. And crystal meth, you don't even have to do it to your own community. You can come do it to these white folks. It's crystal meth to be sold, and you out here asking women for money. Lord, uh, uh-uh, not on my watch, not today. Not they today. too comfortable with it. They're too comfortable with asking women for money too comfortable with it. So that's how you know too many people are accepting it. Stop accepting it, ladies. Please. And I'm, and I'm and even you. more comfortable saying, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Love Drop Podcast, on Twitter and IG at Love Drop Pod, um, on the Flawless Noises Media Network.com. You can check out our other um, women of podcasts. Uh, we have Bree. We have Randy. Miss um, Candice. And we have Miss Tia. I believe I'm missing one more person. Who I'm missing, Candice? 
Bianca. 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 Uh, yeah, Bianca. Yay. My boo, Bianca. I love her. Um, also, we have email where you can leave your commentary, comments, questions, all that good stuff at lovedrawpod at gmail.com. Also, check out the Patreon where um, all of the shows have merchandise. Um, they have additional content. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Kirby Vixen. What about you, Bree? Um, I am on Instagram as Bree Tasticles. Also, Mama Meets Pod, and I'm on Twitter at um, underscore it's Miss Bree. And it's Mama Meets Pod on Twitter as well. I think. Please don't give me the quote. I'm out of uh, practice because <laughs> I haven't been podcasting lately. But either way, please find me um, and make sure you follow the show page as well as my page. Um, yeah, I look forward to, to, to meeting anybody new. And Mama Meets Pod comes back when, uh, Thursday, correct? The 4th? Can't, yep, can't, Thursday the 4th. Yay. And what about you, Miss Candace? You can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. Not the- that's it it's the same everywhere um but you'll <laughs> you'll have the best chance of interacting with me on the not so newlywed pc twitter like i, I like facebook but miss mamas does a lot sometimes oh, yes <laughs> i just got out of 30 30 day bid so yeah <laughs> hey. and you miss tia you can find me on twitter at t the gym you can find me on instagram at underscore t the gym and happy black women's history month y'all yes happy black women's history month thank you for listening let's not settle for potential and have a good month bye